Okay, I think we're now broadcasting and attendees can start joining as they're ready. And I'll go over to Facebook about 9.30. Or just before. And it looks like we have participants here already. So if folks are here, go ahead and say hello in the chat. Hi, Andara. If you are joining us and you aren't sure how to find the chat, though I see we've got Christina and Sue. It's so great to have you with us this morning. Uh, and Naomi and the Pfeiffer Coopers, great to see you. If you can't find the chat, if you're on a laptop or another computer, try, try just scrolling your mouse down to the bottom and see if a bar pops up uh, with icons, or you might find a bar with icons at the top of your screen if you're in Zoom here with us. And if you see an icon that says chat, go ahead and click on it. That will give you a, um, a chat box and you can share messages just as folks are doing. Hey, Adam and Elizabeth, Leanne and Brian, we're so glad to have you with us. We'll have a few opportunities during the um, platform for you to specifically answer questions or check in during the chat. Hi, Tiffany and Danica. Great to see you. Donna, Adrian and Lisa, Vanessa, we're so glad to have you with us. Um, and you're welcome to use that chat, all, all platform. I've been joking um, that when we get back, after we are through this together, after we all make it through together, when we get back to uh, Wes in actual physical form, People are going to want to be, yeah, someone, Adam's saying we need a giant group chat. That's right. People are going to want to uh, have a, a group chat. And from now on, we'll have platforms where everybody's chatting with each other because it's just so fun. In just a couple minutes, we will uh, go live over on uh, Facebook as well. Right now, we're just here on Zoom as we have folks joining us. And we have 36 people with us right now. If folks wanna start checking in, um, I always like to see, hi Eileen, I always like to see um, if folks are watching by themselves, are they watching with someone else? Uh, maybe with your cat or your dog or your snake. Um, Rachel and Rebecca are here. Hey. Let us know who in your household. Hi, Hunter and Mirka. Who in your household is, uh, is watching? No snakes here. Awesome. Oh, Naomi is baking cookies right now. Mm, yeah, my kids have been baking and of course we don't have anybody to give the baked goods to so we just have a lot of baked goods. Elizabeth's crocheting, I love that. Folks can't see this yet. Um, our attendees will see in a little bit as we get going. Um, 
that uh, Christian Hayden, who is our platform speaker this morning, has joined us. He is from Philadelphia. And Christian Hugh Taft Morales, the leader of the Philadelphia Ethical Society, um, is watching and thinks that some Philly members may be able to join us virtually today. So we would love that. Um, we hope that we have friends from some of our other ethical societies joining us. Um, of course, the Philly members would want to see Christian, especially. But we welcome the folks from our other ethical societies all the time. John and Catherine, Vivek, great to have you all here. I'm going to hop over and get us live on Facebook. So give me just a moment. Are you all still seeing the um, slideshow, that first screen? You're not? Okay, let me go ahead and stop share as we go. And we're live on Facebook. Let's see here. Now you can see my face giant on your screen, I know. Hi from Caroline, we're so glad to have you with us. Okay. This is the boring part where you have to watch me figuring out how to get live on Facebook, but it's gonna be over so soon and we'll be able to get into um, some of the beautiful music and the words that we've prepared for you. I do wanna give a big shout out right now, just as this gets going to the folks who joined us yesterday. We invited some folks to help us practice um, with some of this technology and we had a number of people joining us at four o'clock yesterday. And uh, that was instrumental in getting everything up and running and figuring out what was not up and running. And um, not only did they join us and give us feedback and let us know how things looked and what was working, um, they also sent us links to make things work better. Um, so that was really awesome. I am uh, going live shortly here. Um, And I think we are close to being live on Facebook. Um, and I think Robin is here and maybe Robin can go check and make sure that that's broadcasting over on Facebook, just as we hope it would be. All right, thanks Adam, let me know we are live, that's awesome. Shayla and Jen and Catherine, Chris and Jordan. We've got so many folks. Gretchen's here, uh, Karen and Elise. It's great to have everybody with us. We are so glad to have you here. I am going to, let's see, where did my, hmm. all right, everybody, give me just a second here. We're gonna start so we all see that same screen for our beginning. All right. 
It is good to have you with us this morning. We are gonna start in just a moment. We wanna give folks a chance to connect in with what might be new technology for people. If this is your first time using Zoom or if you have been just learning Zoom in the last couple of days, give yourself a pat on the back for being here. Good morning to Sarah and Georgie Girl. Georgie Girl would never be allowed at Wes in, um, in all of her dog self. Um, so we are so glad that she gets to watch virtually right now. And uh, Ricky and Ben, we're so glad to have you all joining us. Looks like Barry's here. Yeah, folks are, are definitely getting connected on Zoom and Skype and all of those tools right now. It's been quite remarkable. We've got 75 people with us right now. We're so glad to have you with us here on Zoom and I suspect some other folks that are watching on Facebook. And we're glad to have you with us however you are with us this morning. You might want to um, get a candle. It doesn't have to be as large as the one I found in my house. You could have a smaller candle. Hey to Nick in Philadelphia. We're so glad to have you with us. All right. I'm going to ask Laura to ring our chime this morning. These words are from Franz Stina, uh, who is from Holland, and they were written just this past week. Yes, there is fear. Yes, there is isolation. Yes, there is panic buying. Yes, there is sickness. Yes, there is even death. But they say that in Wuhan, after so many years of noise, you can hear the birds again. They say that after just a few weeks of quiet, the sky is no longer thick with fumes, but blue and gray and clear. They say that in the streets of Assisi, people are singing to each other across the empty squares, keeping their windows open so that those who are alone may hear the sounds of family around them. They say that a hotel in the west of Ireland is offering free meals and delivery to the housebound. Today, a young woman I know is busy spreading flyers with her number through the neighborhood so that the elders may have someone to call on. Today, churches, synagogues, mosques, and temples are preparing to welcome and shelter the homeless, the sick, the weary. All over the world, people are slowing down and reflecting. All over the world, people are looking at their neighbors in a new way. All over the world, people are waking up to a new reality, to how big we really are to how little control we have, to what 
really matters to love. So we pray and we remember that, yes, there is fear, but there does not have to be hate. Yes, there is isolation, but there does not have to be loneliness. Yes, there is panic buying, but there does not have to be meanness. Yes, there is sickness, but there does not have to be disease of the soul. Yes, there is even death, but there can always be a rebirth of love. Wake to the choices you make as to how to live now. Today, breathe. Listen, behind the factory noises of your panic, the birds are singing again. The sky is clearing. Spring is coming. And we are always encompassed by love. Open the windows of your soul. And though you may not be able to touch across the empty square, sing. We are so lucky that members of the West Band have been recording music in their own homes. And then Joe, uh, one of the band members, has mixed it at home. And so we have two pieces recorded by our band separately and brought together so that we may listen all with each other. So I want to play that first one from you by an Ethiopian musician. And as the music plays, I invite you to check in in the chat and just let people know how you are this morning.
morning, everyone. Welcome to the Washington Ethical Society. I'm so glad that you're all here with us this morning. My name is Laura Solomon, and I'm the clergy intern here at West. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. I am truly glad you're all here with us this morning, whether you're a weekly regular at West or this is your first time visiting. I'm feeling so grateful for the ways technology is allowing us to be together in new ways, and later we'll share more ways we can be together over the coming week. I see everybody is saying hello and checking in. I invite you to continue doing that throughout the service. There'll be time after the service to join us for a coffee hour, so I hope that you'll be able to come over there with us and talk to each other um, and engage in another way afterwards. Right now, I encourage you to take a deep breath. Then maybe take another one. I hope you have some tea or coffee. Some of you are making your breakfast. I hope you're nice and comfortable, maybe in pajamas on your couch. And I hope you're ready to be fully present here this morning. Each week, we honor a group at West whose activities relate to our monthly themes. This month, the theme is wisdom, and today we are honoring the Aging with Intention group. Aging with Intention is a group of West members in the second half of life who gather to share their hopes and fears about growing older. If you'd like to participate in the supportive bi-monthly discussion group, you can contact Julie Campbell or Beth Baker. And I invite you now to listen to our statement of purpose. The Washington Ethical Society is a humanistic congregation that affirms the worth of every person. We strive through our relationships to elicit the best in the human spirit. With faith in human goodness, we appreciate each person's unique capacities. We joyfully celebrate together and support each other through life. We nurture a sense of reverence and responsibility for each other and the earth. And now I invite you to get that candle that Amanda mentioned earlier and invite you all to join me at home in reading the candle lighting words. May we kindle within us the warmth of compassion, the light of understanding, and the fire of commitment to build a brighter future for all. Each week, we ring a chime in solidarity with people around the world. Today, I am particularly mindful of all that we experienced and moved through this last week and all that we will experience and move through in the weeks to come. I am mindful of people around the world who are also experiencing the impact of COVID-19. As we listen to the chime, let us remember our connection to each other and the world. Let us hold in our hearts all that hurts in the world. 
and let us commit ourselves to all that calls for our work and for our love. I invite you now into a time of meditation. Start by checking in with your body. Take a moment to arrive and settle in, bring awareness to places that might be tight, feeling of your body on your couch or chair or on your bed wherever you might be in your house. Take a deep breath in and let it go. Notice where there might be places of tension, maybe in your shoulders, maybe in your hips, maybe your feet or your hands. Tense those places up for just a moment and then purposely let it go. And then shift your attention to your breath. Bring your awareness to breathing in and out. There's no need to change your breath. Just pay attention to what's happening naturally. And then bring your awareness to include your seat beneath you, the earth below you. Feel the sense of being held by the earth. You are in a safe space and you can breathe in and out with ease. Feel how the earth rises up to hold and embrace you. There's nothing more you need to do. Nowhere you have to go. Just allow yourself to be held. Reflect for a moment on how the earth holds all beings. This earth is not an isolated earth that doesn't exist in a bathroom, in a, in a vacuum. It is connected to a solar system and to a vast universe. We are all interconnected. Our bodies and the earth, the sun and the stars, all composed of the same matter. Feel that sense of being home within your body with a true sense of belonging and connection.
send you pictures all the time Of our friends who get in drunk and telling stories I keep you right here in my brain Even when we're waking up in different cities I know it's hard to feel so close to someone that's so far away But for now I love you through the phone And for now Our friends will fill this hole And I'm really gonna miss you But I'll kiss you through the screen For now Till you come home to me In the shadow of the moon Found that memory of that night we were in Portland Or the moment I told you That no matter where we are you're still my best friend well, I know it's hard to feel so close to someone That's so far to see but for now, I love you through the phone And for now, our friends will fill this hole And I'm really gonna miss you But I'll kiss you through the screen For now, till you come home to me gonna miss you but I'll kiss you through the screen if I had a candle I would wish you back to me next time that I see you I'll make sure you never leave for now just come home to me I give everybody a chance to take a breath. We wanted to offer you an opportunity to cry this morning if you needed to. Jordan's uh, parents shared that clip or one like it on Facebook and um, Jordan was so kind to record a version for us to be able to share with all of you. Jordan, I know, I think you're watching right now and thank you so much for that um, really beautiful piece. And thank you, Lara, for that meditation, which I needed. Um, folks, no, I think we've um, lost our Facebook feed. Next time around, we'll make sure to hardwire in. Um, but, uh, and I may try to get us going up again on Facebook. Worst case scenario, we are fully um, recording our Zoom webinar so we can post it on Facebook later for folks to be able to see. And we are now really excited to have with us um, Christian Hayden. 
Christian is an ethical culture leader in training. He's a member of the Philadelphia Ethical Society, and um, we have been delighted to have him speak at Wes in the past, and we're so glad that he's able to be with us today. Um, Christian is speaking today about humanism across borders, a global humanism. And when we first imagined this platform, we were thinking in particular of the World Humanist Congress, which is scheduled for um, kind of mid to late August this year in Miami and is still scheduled at this time. And we hope that that'll be happening. And so hope that you go check that out. We wanted to get people excited about knowing that humanism is not only an American uh, experience, an American philosophy or an American uh, religious tradition, depending on what language you use, but that humanism exists all over the world and that we are connected across borders uh, through our humanist um, engagement and the way that we think about humanism and that our humanism is different in different places. And I think Christian is gonna talk a little bit about the ways that it is so different, different expressions in different countries and in different cultural contexts. And as we think right now about humanism across borders, I know many of us are feeling simply deeply connected across borders right now, very clear on how the world is one globe and one people um, as we, all of us in solidarity with each other approach this um, particular moment in our history. And so it feels especially appropriate that we'll be hearing from Christian about the way that humanism connects us um, all around the world. So Christian, I'm gonna move the spotlight over and uh, get you going. We are so glad to have you with us this morning. Thank you. Um, it's an honor to be here. And I, I do mean that, I don't know if the word is literally, because um, the work that Amanda has done and Wes has done to facilitate a meeting where um, folks all over the country can join in at the same time, it's really beautiful. Um, as some of you may know that I spent a year in Ghana as part of the Humanist Service Corps. And that fortunately has given me access and sort of insight into a lot of the different, uh, to different um, sort of relationships with humanists across uh, the African continent. And I reached out to some that, oh, the Humanist Service Corps, <laughs> the Humanist Service Corps is an international service program where uh, folks um, like with the use of humanist values and understandings and approaches uh, engage with the, in collaboration with a local community organization to um, basically try in a more ethical approach to international service. And it is still um, placed, it is in Ghana currently um, in the Cape Coast region. When I served, I served in the northern region of Ghana uh, near Bimbala and Tamale. So I wanted to use this time to basically um, share some, I, I, I had a chance to reach out to some humanists in Ghana, Zambia, and Uganda, and to give some insight on three questions. What 
was humanism, like what's unique to their humanism as far as being um, in those countries, in those particular moments in terms of history um, and politics? And then what are some challenges? And then where do they see humanism going um, in, the, in the next 10 years? So a lot of the, 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 the responses I received revolved around humanism sort of its practical purposes. What does it serve in terms of folks who, one, offering a, a space to folks who are not theistic um, or skeptical or learners, and also people who are interested in answering certain questions and engaging certain ideas that may or may not be welcomed in, largest, in the larger society. So when, as I was kind of getting these responses, I saw a, a sort of um, a threat. And I also got to have an extensive conversation with Rosalind Mood from uh, International Humanist. She's a board on um, Humanist, Humanist International and also um, one of the founding members of the Humanist Association of Ghana, HAG. Um, so though humanism in, in Africa is numerically small, it is making an outsized impact in the places where folks are organizing and building community. With the support of Humanist International, formerly the International Humanist Ethical Union, which uh, Ethical Culture helped found, and also African humanists are putting their mark on what it means to be humanist in a global context. Some of you may or may not be aware of Leo Igwe of Nigeria, who works uh, across, against witchcraft across the nation, across the continent. And I think of Uganda's impressive humanism, humanist educational infrastructure, which um, folks in St. Louis and maybe some folks in West across ethical culture have supported in, in various ways, including the, the American Humanist Association. And then I think of Ghana's humanist, um, like humanism in terms of this champion of LGBTQ rights um, and human rights. So when I got to talk to Roz, um, Rosalind about what sort of, how did like HAG start? Um, I actually got a chance to, I had a chance to speak to HAG about, I think now it's almost five years ago, um, about, you know, sort of, humanism and ethical culture and describing who we were. And so it was really cool to hear the beginning of how um, the Humanist Association of Ghana started. So Ross described this, like this meeting, folks got together, sort of connected on the internet um, and had a physical meeting space and sort of, or sort of a physical meeting where they gathered and said, oh, this is a place that we, we these are people that have a similar outlook or share some ideas in terms of in terms of maybe atheism or or um, um, non-theism, but also they realized there was also a place where they could ask certain questions that were not invited before, right? So being able to talk about sexuality, um, politics, ethnocentrism, right, in ways that uh, this, that 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 weren't open to them either because of age or identity, and that sort of those conversations, I think, sort of happening simultaneously, right, from, from the conversation about beliefs, but also the questions and sort of viewpoints and the learning kind of, and like, how can we 
understand where we should be, sort of drifted them into a human rights sort of focus. And that was evident because the first meeting they had, a sort of large meeting, um, a conference, I believe, they invited a speaker who was a human rights lawyer and um, also part of the government, but was Christian. And so her, her name, sorry, one second, I just want to share. I wanna, oh, this will be a good time for the first slide. Cool, so this is an example of kind of like the LGBTQ activism. This is actually from a few years ago, um, but the person who Roz invited or sort of a hag invited to speak, um, her name was Nana Oye uh, Lithor, right? And that sort of me was 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 significant about that was because maybe like it wasn't that she had the same outlooks as far as like what humanism is and, and things like that in terms of uh, you know like religion. She was theistic or she 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 was Christian, but she was invited because she stood for the particular rights of this group and sort of the advocacy and her work and the bravery. And that was the thing that Hag chose, thought was important to model and learn from. And so that sort of inception and upon that inception, what they were able to do later or sort of the, the things that they were interested in doing um, in terms of advocacy and media presence, they went to a training where folks learned how to engage the media around talking about LGBTQ issues. So one of the things about Ghana, and in particular, this is also true for Zambia and Uganda and other nations in Africa is they're particularly like religious. And what we would call traditional religion, but they would call, I think, sort of more like the more Abrahamic religions, because traditional religion in those contexts means something else. And so um, in Ghana's context, where you sort of have a 90% or like in uh, folks are around 90% theistic in, that, in terms of that, there is not really secular spaces. So whether that's from the government or news media, right? So there's a lot of uh, that impacts the way things are discussed. And so especially when it comes to we talking about gay rights um, and, and LGBTQ rights, these, uh, this impacts the conversation, but it also allows the space for organiza organizations like HAG to be particularly useful, um, Humanist Association of Ghana. So the second slide, is an example of the different ways, the sort of approaches to allyship that they were trained with. So on the, in the chat box, there should be some resources. So one of the, the I think is, I believe it's the second link is a interview on Facebook where folks are engaging these questions with, you know, a somewhat hostile media environment. Um, and, they, but there's sort of the points of like, what, how, how was, what would be the advice um, or sort of how do you approach these conversations and be um, a sort of adequate, uh, an ally for communities that may, because of reasons of danger, like legal issues, um, political climate may not be able to speak for themselves. So the one of the first ones, keep calm. The second one is keep it, speak to your points. And the third one is appeal to the compassion of the listeners and affirm the shared humanity of us all. And four is be confident in your own self. So 
this is, I mean, it is, it is, it is really interesting because one of the things that struck me um, going to Hag was the different ways that I looked at my humanism and the different ways that they engaged. Like when I went, I was like, I, I think of ethical culture as a religion, right? And, and even though a lot of other people in ethical culture also don't think of it as a religion, right? But the idea that it might be or that it functions similarly was not something I was afraid of engaging. Um, but my folks, they were like, we can't do, well, that's, we, we can't go there yet because we have to separate ourselves very intentionally in name from what it means in terms of humanism from like dogmatic views that, that are tied traditionally with religion. It's like when, and so, but if, if you get a chance, there's the hag has a website, um, where they are actually thinking about some of the things that you sort of, I brought up, but like, how do you, um, basically institutionalize your stories in your in your uh, beliefs right by creating myths we create creating uh these th rituals that can be passed on um in, in growing the idea of what it means to be humanist so basically this becomes part of the advocacy and the work um the other the third slide is an example of the challenges that are met when trying to um you know with these groups that they like the challenge of speaking for themselves so Wumpini is a professor, that I should say Dr. Muhammad actually, because she, she passed her dissertation and her, uh, her thesis. And so she wrote, there's two articles that are linked from her. Um, she's a scholar, she is a professor at um, this Penn State University at the moment. And she, but her, a lot of her research is on internet activism, but also how the media engages uh, with the um, LGBTQ community. And um, there's some really interesting ideas around like sort of even like how people talk about um, LGBTQ identity versus how they talk about like sort of heterosexual and like where it is in a newspaper, like there's an opinion piece, right? If it's a, for, a support of LGBTQ rights. And then on the other side, there is, um, you know, when it's the state basically being homophobic, it is, it is treated as traditional news. So some interesting dynamics that come up. It's a, it's a sort of academic paper, but it's not, it's not too heavy. I think it would be good reading during these times. Um, but basically here's, here's part of the challenge. LGBTQ, the name, if it's in the title, right, can be like shut down or like basically it could be illegal because technically, um, there, this is also discussed in Wupini's article. Um, it is illegal. Uh, the, the, the illegality around homosexuality is, is um, abstract. Like it's not specific. So there's a law against it and it's rarely enforced, but it could be enforced. And so it creates a dynamic of, um, I think when we, uh, of, of almost institutional invisibility or like social invisibility. Um, and so this, and things like this happen where um, LGBTQ rights sort of pages can be shut down um, because of the name. And the next slide I think is here where humanism has, and the humanist community has a particularly um, unique and privileged space to be able to speak to the values and challenges, right, of certain communities 
and advocate for them under the humanist banner and still be in a legal context and framework that that can go on. And so uh, Raz talked about a lot about how when there is a, a sort of action or a, a capacity for advocacy or talking in the media, right? Hack has the ability to step into those spaces under the umbrella of humanism. And so I think if we can take anything away from the our humanist uh, folks in Ghana, in, in, in Africa more generally, is that it, it, there's a certain bravery that it requires to move through society with these values out loud. Um, and there's immense bravery, like it takes immense bravery and courage. And so our ability to use our, our voices in support of the work that they're doing is really important. Um, and I think vital, later today, I want us to do, if, if you join my coffee hour section, my group, um, I want us to, to experiment in this space of internet activism and where someone like me might have been a little bit more skeptical of, but the inspiration I draw from my humanist folks in Ghana and, and in Africa is that these are spaces where you can invite different discourses, different frame of mind, different speaking and engage and make a difference. Um, Mumpini's article that I tag is about feminism and about calling out certain things happening sort of in Ghana, in Northern Ghana's Me Too movement. Um, so that, I feel like, I feel like I shared, did I, did I capture some, Amanda, and some feedback? I've been trying to not look at the comments, so I'm not overly self-aware. Absolutely, yes. Thank you so much. I'm going to mute you, Christian, just so that we don't have the feedback now. Christian, thank you so much for, um, for what you shared. I am really fascinated by the way that um, both that humanism is different in different places and, um, and that discomfort with humanism as a religion, which I know some of our folks could, could relate to as well, right? That's not just Ghana. <laughs> um, but the way that because of the religious and cultural context in Ghana, it really it feels really hard to go to that space for humanists in Ghana. And then at the same time, the way that Ghanaian humanists are able to use that banner to move forward so many social justice issues that are exactly the same justice issues that we're working on here, right? Support of the queer community and inclusion of all people and their worth and dignity, that there's such a connection there. So Christian, I am really grateful to you for sharing all of that with us and, um, and for reminding us of the ways that our globe has always been one and connected, that we have always been the siblings of humanists in Ghana and all the Ghanaian people. We have always been the siblings of everybody in China. We have always been the siblings of everyone in Italy. Um, we are feeling that in a very particular way right now. And I'm so grateful to learn more so that we can be informed and um, helpful and learning siblings uh, along with people all around the world. I want to share now a, um, a response to Christian's piece. And I, I wanna thank so much the, um, the West Band who has been incredibly thoughtful about their choices for this platform, um, choosing 
music from around the world and making sure that we are feeling connected all around the world to our siblings. Um, this particular piece um, is not a, a performance. It is instead a shared singing. You may have seen this uh, yourself in the last few days. It reminds us so deeply of our connection to each other. Thank you so much, Christian. We make sure to take time to add our own thoughts and reflections to the morning. I see that several of you have done this already, um, but I invite you particularly to consider how you feel connected around the globe today. There's so much that could make us feel isolated right now. I think it's a great opportunity for us to think about the ways we might also feel connected. I know I saw some responses um, Karen said, it's really important to remember the bravery necessary to claim a non-standard identity and the power of claiming one's identity. And then later she says, and also to recognize that intersectionality requires great thoughtfulness, sensitivity, and bravery too. I think that's exactly right. And Peter says, you made him think, Christian, about a tour he took of Ghana, um, and he didn't find any humanists in Ghana. So thank you for highlighting that. Lots of people talking about tambourines. <laughs> Trang says, I'm crying now just thinking how we connect at all costs and with so much joy too. I think that's exactly right. I invite you all to continue reflecting here. Um, and of course, during coffee hour, taking time to continue as well. 
Just as we share our perspectives in this community, we also share our resources and gifts. Here at West, we give half of all donated cash to a program whose values resonate with our own ethical culture principles. This month, we are sharing the plate with FutureLink. FutureLink provides low-income, first-generation-to-college young adults with the tools, skills, and resources necessary to achieve lasting economic self-sufficiency through career exploration, mentoring, internships, scholarships, and workshops. There are several ways to give this morning. You are welcome to go on our website at www.ethicalsociety.org. And on the top right side of the screen is a link that says give. Or you can also give by text, by texting the number amount you want to give to the number that's on the screen. Love is my religion 
again by our amazing West Band. I am so grateful for all the work and time they put into creating that for us this morning. I'm watching you all on the chat, talking with one another, thinking about people all over the world and all over the United States, people, loved ones that we are all holding in our hearts. I invite you all to continue those conversations in coffee hour. I think it will be even more important that you all see each other's faces and hear these words from each other um, when we gather together shortly in our coffee hour time. Thank you so much to the many people who helped to create this morning's time together. I'm particularly grateful to the band, to Robin for all of her tech assistance over the week, to Christian for joining us this week, and to Maceo who's been supporting us in the chat. We have a number of ways to connect through Zoom, including a kid Zoom at 1 p.m. Monday through Friday and an adult Zoom once a day. Please check our calendar or our weekly email and those times are all listed on your screen right now. Everyone is welcome, whether you are formally a member of our congregation or not. So please invite friends and neighbors. We also shared a needs and resources assessment with our members and we encourage you to take that survey so we can support you during this time. Or feel free to reach out to Amanda or to me anytime if you need pastoral care or support. Thank you all so much for being here with us this morning. I invite you now to join in our closing song, Count On Me. Hi, everybody hear me? Stuck in the middle of the sea I'll sail the world to find you If you ever find yourself lost in the dark and you can't see I'll be the light to guide you We find out what we're made of When we are called to help our friends 
can count on me like one, two, three, and I'll be there. And I know when I need it, I can count on you like four, three, two, and you'll be there. Because that's what friends are supposed to do, oh yeah. Just can't fall asleep. I'll sing a song beside you. And if you ever forget how much you really mean to me, every day I will remind you. We find out what we're made of when we are to help our friends in need. You can count on me like one, two, three, I'll be there. And I know when I need it, I can count on you like four, three, two, you'll be there. That's what friends are supposed to do. And now I invite you to join me in our closing words this month. They should appear on your screen momentarily and we'll say them together. Let us go into the week ahead with compassion, understanding, and commitment, listening for the wisdom we create together. Hey all, it's Amanda here. I'm gonna um, uh, put that back up in just a second. I'm gonna make it so you can see me. There we go. Huh. Oh, whew. It is so good to have had you all with us today. Um, I'm gonna ask somebody to throw up that Zoom um, coffee hour link one more time in the chat so that you can just ideally click on it in your chat and head on over to a Zoom meeting. In the Zoom meeting, we'll be able to see all of each other's faces, we'll be able to hear each other, and, um, and uh, I, if we have a lot of people, I will be able to break you out into breakout groups. 
um, and we'll be able to be in smaller groups. Um, and it uh, sounds like if you're in Christian's breakout group, um, Christian will have you do so internet social activism uh, right there. Um, and other breakout groups will just be connecting and checking in. The book today for the Sci-Fi Book Club, this is really very convenient, is Parable of the Talents. Thanks for that question, Dakins. Um, and um, thank you so much. Honestly, we could not have, none of us could have done this on our own. And we also could not have done it without all of you. And um, uh, your participation and your help and preparation. So start moving on over to the coffee hour. It should be set up to join before host. So I'm hoping that somebody um, will be able to get over there. If I could have someone send me a Facebook message or text me just so I know that you're able to enter. Um, and I'm hoping to see fewer and fewer people here as you migrate over there. Thank you so much for being with us. I will join you at the coffee hour um, when this space is pretty much closed. Everybody's sending virtual hugs and, and uh, gratitude. I love it. And folks are heading over to the coffee hour so that they can connect. There's a lot happening today as well on Zoom and on Google Hangouts and all over the place. Um, quite remarkable. Excellent. Folks are heading over. I love it. We had over 100 people on Zoom with us today, um, which was really super exciting. I'm so glad we were able to be together. And that's over 100, actually, it's over 100 people Zooming, 100 devices. So I would say many of those devices had more than one person um, watching. So super awesome. All right. And Laura is telling me that the coffee hour is going on. Um, so as people are heading over, you should be finding each other. And I will head over there shortly. Great, we're down to 21 participants. <laughs> Amanda. Yeah. Is there a particular link for hosts for the for the meeting? For the coffee hour? Yeah, for the coffee no, hour. No, just go on over with the regular link. It's a meeting, not a webinar. So everybody's video will show. Okay, cool. Yeah. And I'm going to head over there, I think, uh, momentarily. We're down to 14. It looks like people are leaving and the chat has kind of stopped. So that's great. Okay, so folks who are on this webinar, so glad to have you with us for platform service. I'm going to close our webinar now, and I hope to see you over in coffee hour. Bye.